Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer And it's me, Kishan, a science educator And welcome back to T42 It's our what? Best, Best Friend, Friend podcast. podcast Where we talk about whatever the free, free entry, entry before midnight we want Yes, free entry <laughs> before midnight Faster come before and midnight. get your chop Yeah, mm. Mm. <laughs> actually, guess what, Joel? What? I have news. Oh, I actually know the news, but I'm going to pretend I don't know. What is the news? <laughs> yeah, drama a bit cannot. Mm. Can drama a bit not. So, <laughs> I randomly checked Chartables, which is like a site which ranks all the podcasts. In uh, the world. In the world and also like by region, so in Singapore. Mm. And guess what? I found out like <laughs> like this morning. What? That we are ranked there. We are ranked. We are ranked. We are ranked. We are ranked. Yeah. Actually, what is the implication of us being ranked? So it means that we're on a list somewhere. Yeah, we're on a list somewhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> they rank like the top 200 podcasts in different regions. And I was just casually looking up, hmm, where are we? Uh? Mm, in Singapore. Guess what number we are at, Joel? What? <laughs> we made it at 199. <laughs> <laughs> we are 199 out of 200 Correct. Listed podcast in Singapore. Correct. Most listened to. Most podcast. listened to. Like, eh. in, wow. in like the in like the most re- in like the last week or something like that. So you know what? It what? will change. It will change. As it might we might become two hundred and one. We uh. might become two hundred and one and then get kicked out. Ay. Or we might become top ten. <gasps> <laughs> okay, listeners, dear dear listeners, thank you so much for listening to us until we made until the, we made a list we la. made the list yeah. actually I feel like not a small percentage of those listens is my I own self listen to the podcast because <laughs> maybe like, yeah, so when I go running I listen to our podcast oh. and sometimes when I'm feeling sad about myself I listen to our podcast oh, when and I, go like oh you know yeah when yeah. I mark when I mark work I listen to the podcast yeah because like our voices are so I think maybe people are listening to our podcast to go to sleep <laughs> yeah. it's very soothing so right dear listeners yes Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Come right? see us, sister. I feel come see right. Brother. I feel right. Everybody who is listening, we can take it to the next level. Can. Kishan, do you think we can take it to the next level? We can take it to the next level we and can beyond. Take to, we can take it to the next level and beyond. Because mm. you know what? Kishan and I started this podcast as a pandemic For hobby. shits and giggles. Yeah, for shits and giggles, right? But then, like, I think we've been kissed by the kiss of fame. <laughs> Correct. And now we just want to be famous. And you know what? We just we just own it. La. Yeah, let's own it. We want to be famous. I want to be famous. Kishan, I want to be famous. Do you want to be famous? I really want to be famous. Kishan, I want to be famous. Yes. Dear listener, we want to be famous. Make us a famous Singapore podcast. Correct. Because so, right, honestly, we went to look at the list of the top like podcasts in Singapore, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. let's just like, I'll encourage you to go and look at that list, la, but yeah. I think we can do better. Can yeah, do better. I think, uh, listeners, I encourage you to go to chartables.com, look at the top 10 list, and decide, and just, for, decide yourself. for yourself <laughs> if you think our podcast deserves, you that know, spot. to enter that pantheon. Yes, correct. Right? And like, <laughs> I don't know, I was like, we, it's a collaborative effort, right? Correct. We clearly, need you to listen Yeah, more. clearly the two of us cannot listen to our podcast until it reaches top 10. We feel shook, la, but no, yeah. cannot. So we're also like, it's worth saying, right? We are not doing this for any money. No, we're really not, you know. We make this for free every week. And we make this for fun. Correct, for fun and for free, ah. Uh. Yeah. Two more efforts. Free content, <laughs> just out every week. Correct. You know? We don't make any money from this at all. Correct. So we need your yeah, help. We need your listeners. fame. So we, we need you fame. to spread the word. Fame. Tell people to listen to T42. Yes. Like broadcasting on all Correct. your socials. T42, T42, T42. Yeah, you know, even if you don't, if you, even if you started in the past few weeks thinking we've like stopped being good already, right? Never just, mind. just just think about yeah. your favorite episode. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I? Can I? We trust We We come on you guys. Okay, everybody, sumpa. Uh, sumpa. Sumpa. Thanks, guys. Little finger. Mm, little finger, mm. come out. Thanks. Thanks. All right, dear listeners, it's time for our first segment. Are you home? Shirley. Shirley. Who's Shirley? Who knows? I also don't know. It's the segment in which we discuss an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us. Often Often both. (laughs) (laughs) And what is up from the grand food court of life in Singapore today? Food court. I love it. Food court. court. It's a very heartland. (laughs) Mm. So today, we want to talk about... Clubbing. clubbing. Yes, okay. Clubbing, clubbing in Singapore. It's very we are not unaware that we are saying this from the depths of the circuit breaker where no one has gone oh, clubbing. I thought you were gonna say from the depths of our 30s. <laughs> also can. 
Hey, hello. Be just because we turn 30 doesn't mean we cannot, we cannot go clubbing. Okay? Correct. We're very like havoc one. Clubbing havoc. makes the most sense when you reach a certain kind of oh, like acceptance yeah. of self. It's true. Correct. Then you can let go. Yeah, okay, but let's not jump the gun, right? Yeah. So I was saying that we are not unaware that we are saying this to you from the depths of the circuit breaker when no one has gone clubbing for the past six months. Correct. That's probably why we want to when talk about it. When was the last time it? you went clubbing? Oh, jeez. Probably like January before like we all like went into lockdown. Oh my God. Yeah, around, no. Okay, like in the UK because like as we now know there's a bit of delayed response to the pandemic correct right? like, yeah. I think I was partying as late as February March oh my god that's so frightening yeah this is why they're having second wave now la. correct yeah, I, co- I contributed to it I'm Bless. sorry to say I'm so sorry to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah but clubbing in Singapore oh my god it is such a culture okay wait horrifying or fascinating a or little both? bit of both to a be honest both. a little bit of both like, okay my early memories of it mostly like like mostly hilarious la. really which yeah. one Mambo like, la. Oh my god, of course. <laughs> of course. Okay, dear listeners. Okay, I don't know how many... Okay, I don't know what the demographic of our listeners is. So yeah. like, it's very hard to say who knows what Mambo is and who doesn't know what it true, is. Right? True, true. Okay, so it's Kishan, worth explaining. Tell us what Mambo is. So Mambo or Mambo Jumbo or Jumbo Mambo Night. The name is Mambo Jumbo. I think right? Mambo Jumbo or just Mambo Night, you know, mm. for those who are regulars. Is this, uh, is this event that well, happens... was. Oh, was. You're right. Also, oh, They, so they discontinued it, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's the... It's, it was this event that happened uh, at Zouk, this very popular nightclub in <laughs> Singapore. Nightclub. I love how, I know first of all, having to explain what Zouk is. Yeah, because we oh. don't know who our listeners are. Wa. Yeah, they could be 12, right? They could be, yeah, they could be 12. Yeah, do you, baby, do you know what a, a nightclub is? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you're 18. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, 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 so. It, was a, it was a night at Zouk. Yeah, it was a night at every Zouk Wednesday. every Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, and they would, uh, it's basically a retro night where they would play songs from like the 70s and 80s. Okay. Stop right there. I'm gonna stop. Yeah, the 70s and 80s, that's what I thought, right? And then you, w- I remember going one night yes. and they were playing fucking Britney Spears. Also and got just, Backstreet Boys. And Backstreet Boys, I'm just like, huh? This one considered retro already. Yes, yeah. yes. But you know what? I'm I'm loving it. I, yeah. I love a good Britney or a Backstreet yeah, Boys think, okay, oldies. The basic vibe is throwback, right? Yeah, throwback. throwback. Yeah. 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 But that's not all with Mambo. No, certainly not. <laughs> there is something very special, a sprinkle on top of this Sunday. More if you than will. a sprinkle. <laughs> So hot fudge, yeah, hot f- a full like serving of hot fudge. So basically, when the popular seventies or eighties songs, when these throwbacks come on, people dance with specific hand action. So yes. they like think yes. think line dancing, but, but with your hands, but with your hands and upper body only. And sometimes face, got uh, sometimes like, got fa- no no no. Actually, I stand corrected. There's no facial expression. Correct. The most cool. Okay, they, these were called like I don't know mumbo kings or whatever kings yeah. or queens, right? Mumbo kings so, like, and queens. They, okay, basically. There is a a set of dance moves that yeah. goes with every song that yep. is like transliterated from the lyrics to hand movements. Correct. Right? Transil- it's, it's very hard to describe. Right. It's yeah. very hard to describe. So for example, it's like I don't know the moves, right? For example, if you say water, then you do a kind of like a water movement. With your Literally. Hand. But yeah. Every time you hear the word water, it's the same sign. So it's a kind of sign language. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a kind of sign language. It's right? a kind of sign so language like, for I, the songs. I don't know the origins of the Mambo dance moves. Yeah. But like it's like the first time I went to Mambo, I was was bowled over by the it's so ridiculous th- so these mumbo kings right and I suppose queens and or whatever queens, yeah. would stand in the middle of the dance floor not only middle on the podium on the podium on, so in elevated fact, above, above, above everyone's the plebeians right? yeah. you know like summoning the great mumbo gods <laughs> right like they were like the high priests and priestesses Correct. of Mambo and they would do these like elaborate dances and every synchronized dancing yeah. is the phrase I'm looking for that's right and they and since they're on a podium they would basically like fan out and look at everyone and Correct. everyone else would look at them like some sort of altar in so the middle of the dance floor I imagine that there was a time perhaps you know perhaps when it was an act of admiration you know, people <laughs> were looking out going like wow they are so cool no for sure yeah. people were learning and yeah. they were actively teaching correct yeah but I think by the time we started going to Mambo, it was a kind of like... It was comic. What the fuck is going on? Correct. Because these people were a little bit over the hill already. They were, they were. Like, they were not They were not spring chickens. They la. they were probably in their 30s, la. I would think. <laughs> no, no, they, were, <laughs> they were probably in their 30s, like... What, oh my god. Our age, la. So yeah. we went in our 20s, yeah, right? So, yeah. so and they, they were probably in their 30s. I, I don't know what part of the 30s but yeah they're probably in their 30s and they were just reliving this heyday that Zook was oh. you know in the early noughties I mean it has 90s. to be said that like okay we've talked about Zook on the podcast before right but like Zook as I understand it in the 90s was a completely different kettle of fish yeah so I feel like okay <laughs> I don't remember where I read this I may be wrong but I think Mambo was introduced as a novelty night 
Oh sure, I can I can see I that. Think that. It may, is, it is there a may have knife. been a healthy amount. What I'm saying is that there might have been a healthy amount of irony in oh. the founding of the night slash it was trying to like get people to come or whatever. You think? I don't know because it's like by the time we started going to Mambo, right? I don't think there was any irony involved. No, it was very earnest, right? People wanted to go because of Mambo yeah. because it was it was something that they were excited okay. to do. And don't get me wrong, I love that era of music. Me I too. Love I love. Music, I love but it. It's just like sub- when you hear these songs individually. Or even like in a night, right? It's fine. But then like when you add this like line dancing quality to it, exactly. it becomes a bit like cringe, It right? becomes super cringe. Do you remember the night we, <laughs> we <What>? brought the... <laughs> there was a bunch of American students. Oh, right, right. The, oh on exchange, God. they came over... We were from George Washington University. No, no Harvard. They came from Harvard and they, yeah. and they, and they came over to our program and, yeah, like, and, and we brought them out for a, night, for a good night out, yeah, right? We so thought, we, took we them. thought, oh my God. Wouldn't it be great If we all went to Mambo Yeah and it was a Wednesday Coincidentally yeah. They were like Oh my god perfect Oh my god And we brought them to Mambo right Yeah and we did like, Listeners let me tell you <laughs> They were unimpressed They were No they were confused They were being very polite They were being very they were like, super as polite As polite as Americans can be They were being very polite But they were also Very confused about Like I don't know it's there. Okay, so I've seen foot. Okay, so that's okay. Um, there's this uh, documentary called no, not documentary. The TV Japanese TV series called like don't know what lah. Like the it's like about it's about this guy who uh, this porn star. I don't know. Do you remember? On Netflix. Yes. Okay. There's a Japanese Netflix yeah. show about a porn star, right? And then yeah. there's this one scene in which he goes to a club, and this is in the 80s, right? And they're all doing synchronized hand dancing. Oh. And that made me think. Instantly of Mambo. So so they did it in Japan as well. Yeah, so I feel like okay, there's some precedent for Mambo. Do you know what do you feel it's like some sort of like I need to I need the people to control their dancing and their Correct. behavior. It's very okay, so it's, you know, yeah. yeah, so it's like I need to I need to make sure that they dance in a in a, in a particular way yeah, and, do you and know, they don't go crazy. No, do you know what it is? Why I think actually communism that, no people don't know how to dance. Do you know what I mean? Oh. If you don't have a very organic response to music and you look quite silly when you dance naturally, yeah. it helps to have... Sure, I guess. Set, you know, and it kind of takes the pressure off so you can actually still dance but in a way No, but that makes me so sad because, okay, so I remember many times when we went to Mambo and then the, these people were doing their hand thing and I'll look at that and I'll go like a little bit in awe and also like yeah. filled with like what the fuck sure, is happening. Sure. And then when a song came on that didn't have this hand synchronized yeah, movement Yeah, say like a, a, a current top 40 uh, yeah, song. Yeah, maybe like right? a Britney yeah. or like a Backstreet Boys yeah. or whatever. Not, not even that current really they, and they didn't have these hand signs and then they, they would just, just stand there yeah. they would not even get off from the podium they're no. just like oh this is a brick guys water brick no they're mambo like, purists and I'm, and I'm just and I'm then living my whole like um, like amazing truth and just dancing correct, like correct. To, a, to a Britney or to a Backstreet Boys and correct. thinking what the fuck so without uh, without these hand signs you don't know how to dance it makes me a bit sad why no but that's I think precisely why people enjoyed it so much like, it's really for those okay because let's be real there are people especially let's be real Singapore Chinese people right <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us don't know how to dance. I'm not one of them. You're not. I'm not one of them. Yeah, he's, I, you know, I, I've seen yeah. it. Well done. Sis knows how to dance. Sis knows how to dance. Take sis out. <laughs> She'll show you. She'll show you a good yeah. time. But huh? Really, a lot of Singapore Chinese, right? Yeah, very stiff lah. I don't know if it's in the culture or maybe it's a majority culture thing. Do you think? Maybe it's a majority know. culture thing. Because like, white people cannot dance, dance right? Yeah. yeah, maybe, you know. Maybe they don't know how to let loose. Yeah, it's like, cannot let loose because it's like, oh, we have to control all the resources and power in the country, right? <laughs> how can we be seen to enjoy ourselves? Cannot No cannot, cannot. Mm. No but they don't have rhythm Yeah they, they really don't Yeah know. So like it's very sad To see like The mumble songs turn off And then they all Suddenly stand still you know Whereas yeah. like yeah, we are just having the time of we're our lives. We're having life. the time of our freaking lives. Okay, well, I feel like we've gone on a lot about Mambo. Yeah. But okay, actually, do I have a soft spot for it? A little bit. I do. A little bit. I do. Yeah. Like, towards the end, when, when I, uh, like, I think Zoop closed, like, there was a point where Zoop was on renovation, under renovation, yeah, yeah, yeah. the close down. Like, I actually want, really wanted to go to Mambo. I think maybe because I thought it was, I knew it was going to close down. So I thought, like, let's relish it as much as possible. Okay, so I went to the so-called last Mambo. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. Before oh, the, okay, I fell so, asleep. Like, they had a last Mambo. <laughs> they had a last Mambo. They did. And, I like, fell asleep. Out of, like respect right I went like la. temple la. correct <laughs> it was a monstrous night tell it me it was so packed there was an hour queue you know the zook queue is Ew, always very long worse. yeah the old zook ah. I don't know about the new zook yeah, there was always a queue to get in Ugh. Wow, it was just a nightmare I got into a fight with whom some Tao Lian <laughs> yeah because <laughs> listeners there's also something to be said about how right the major clubbing demographic in Singapore is the xiao titi xiao mei mei oh, i.e. the small brother small sister absolutely these Chinese kids right who yep. just like have no rhythm or whatever going dancing nothing right no. they just and then when they're going what do they do stand still they stand there they, they stand occupy space on that spot in a circle yes 
What is this? What is this circle bullshit? Don't just stand there and have a, a conference, you know, right. in the middle of the dance floor. Don't do that. Hey, I what cannot, is happening? I cannot stand this I circle dancing. I hate it. I hate it's circle like, dancing. Also, if you're at least okay, if you're standing in a circle and you're dancing, right? Okay, maybe I understand. But they're standing in a circle, no, right? I the, don't. The the, the 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 peak of their movement is maybe a bit of a shoulder jive. <laughs> That's about it. And then there's this massive, don't know, like what circle area Correct. in the middle. It's like, excuse me, inside that can fit five people. Correct. Why are you taking up space? Yeah. Then your Chinese people don't want to take up space. <laughs> yeah, no, correct. So you can say me. You can say me. It's I can true. say you are. Uh, Chinese I people in you. Singapore, if we know how to do one thing, is take up space. Correct. Like. It's inefficient use of yeah, space. Yeah, I really hate it. Yeah, wait, what, am I, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I went for the last mambo. Nightmarish. Like, yeah. I got into a fight. Yeah, tell me about yeah, the fight. Yeah, so like it was very packed on the dance floor as you can imagine, right? Sure. And then this Cao Lian and Oh wait, hold up. You fought in the club, not yeah, in the queue. Not la. fought lah, not fought lah. Okay. I, I will never get into fisticuffs. Okay. <laughs> so this Cao Lian was just shoving, shoving, shoving past me, right? Yeah. And then I just look at her and then she looked at me and then I scream at her. Hey! You want space? You go back to Aokang la! Oh yeah. my god. Because it's like You anyhow say Aokang. I mean, highly likely la. Also, <laughs> I grew up in Aokang, so I can say. Oh, okay. so you can say, okay. But can, it's really can. like kind of like you come to a club and then you squeeze. No no. She didn't just squeeze, she squeezed, she squeezed, then she she I can't make a sound. Ugh, and so I was just everything. like I hate it. It was like sis, you want space, you go back to Aokang. And then yeah, she, she, she turned back and stared at me. And then her and then like then she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then her friends pulled her away, my friends pulled me yeah, away. Yeah, that's all she can do. They, they can go, oh, no, you wanna fight me. You wanna fight me. Oh my god, sister, calm down. Oh my god. Back to the topic of clubbing. Not worth. It's like, okay, my overall experience of clubbing in Singapore, mostly negative. Oh, that's sad. Mostly negative. Just because I feel like it's a combination of bad music. Most clubs. Most clubs. Bad music, bad crowd. All right. right? Okay. You know, I don't know. I, I I think it's it's for me it's not so simple because I look back at my first clubbing experience, huh? Like Wait, how old were you? I I think I was in JC. So I think a bit salah. Cannot, cannot in go, JC. Yeah, I think cannot go in one, but I don't know how we got in. Huh? Uh. Wait, what's the legal age to get in? Uh? I think like 18, 18 right? 18. Or maybe yeah, you were maybe, maybe I just turned 18 yeah, and then we were all like celebrating or something like that. Yeah. I really don't remember because I got really drunk. So we went to double O. Uh, good, old, around, uh, good old Double O I don't know I don't think so Along It was Mama at Mohamed Sultan. Sultan right? Yeah Mohamed Sultan yeah. Road it's a, It was a hip hop R&B club It was a hip hop yeah. R&B club I loved it It was the cheapest drinks uh, it was uh, it was the best people who knew how to move. The rhythm was amazing. The, the brown, brown people. Oh yeah, brown people brown just people. brown people just yeah. know how to bring it. You know, it Correct. was so good. Brown people and their Catholic Chinese friends. And their Catholic <laughs> Chinese friends. Yes, this is this is a literally a thing. So when I was in the army, we would go to Double O all the time with a bunch of my Catholics. Uh, so I was in a Catholic secondary school, right? And um, so a bunch of my secondary school friends would go clubbing with us, and they would bring their church friends. And there was always this church auntie that came with us. I can't remember Wait, her name. When Bless you say her. auntie. You mean how old? I think she was well in her forties, maybe Oh, la. Heva. Yeah, Heva. Heva. She would come and then she would like she would dance with us and like literally like really tiny movements <laughs> and then like she would buy us like jugs of drinks. <laughs> oh my god, God bless her. God bless her. Auntie, if you're still alive, bless you. So think about a good club. <laughs> in a good club, you will meet very strange people. It's true. It's like you, you meet nuts. One. You meet yeah. crazy people. You meet people who are just slightly too earnest. I think the word is interesting. Interesting. You meet interesting people. One can only hope that one has been that interesting person. Yeah, that I one. hope so too. I will never forget uh, in Kilo, which is like one of our favorite clubs in Singapore. Oh, which is like, also closed RIP down. RIP has since closed down, right? Yeah, we, should talk, we should talk about clubs closing in general. But yeah. like, we were in Kilo one night. We Kisha and I and many of our friends love Kilo because it's one oh, of like, the best Kilo. electronic music destinations in Singapore. Oh my god. Uh, Very comfy, whatever, right? And then amazing. we were sitting on a couch. Remember those amazing couches? Oh yeah, those loungy ones. Yeah, oh my god. The best couches, right? And then I was sitting next to this like uh, Singapore Chinese couple. Yeah. And then like I was very like I was feeling myself So I turned and made Conversation with them right Yeah. As one does As one does And then they like Halfway through the conversation goes Uh Are you Singaporean ah uh? <laughs> I was like Huh Yeah Why I don't sound Singaporean No you look uh, You look like you're from Hong Kong Oh my god Yeah Why am I saying this Oh yeah so like for them <laughs> For them, that night I was probably the quote unquote interesting. You were person. probably the interesting person. I was person. the interesting person. <laughs> well done. You know, okay, so I I've I've like I've like been the weird person at the club. I know I've been the weird person at the club. Because when I get drunk, I become overly overly friendly with people and then I say like all sorts of nonsense things. So <laughs> So there's this it's so stupid. So there's one time I was I, I, I just learned about Quinone. <laughs> What's that? The 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 
ingredient in gin, I believe. Oh, like the anti-malaria. Yeah, the anti-malaria. Yeah. So it's in gin, right? Oh, so, the thing that makes it glow blue. Yes. Oh, so I saw dear this. listeners, like point of reference here. If you've ever been to a club, you order a gin and tonic. For some reason, it the glows UV, yeah. blue. In the UV light, it glows. UV light, it glows yeah. blue. So I, 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 I once saw this girl holding like a cup of gin and tonic, and I went up to her, go like, "Do you know why it glows blue?" Oh my god. And then she looked at me, and, uh, mind you, I was quite drunk, and she looked at me, and go like, "No." And then I basically lectured at her for one minute about quinone and like what happens when they attract fully, energy yep, and the electrons. Yep, fully. And then she looked at me and then she went, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, and then she, she like, like, I go toilet, I go toilet. She uh. literally walked away. <laughs> it's what, so you, sad. You were the interesting person. I was the interesting, interesting person. Interesting person. Oh my God. Ah, you were okay, so wait, no, My first clubbing experience since you were talking about it was like very lame. Yeah. It was me like, during army with some of my JC friends, right? And yeah. I, because I was a very good church-going girl, I was very like, ah, no, like, can I go clubbing? Can I go clubbing? It's so heavy. I'm just not a clubber. Mm, oh don't want to invite the devil. The word clubber. Clubber. Can we side, can we side bench for a while? Clubber. Clubber. As like, like, to wax. Yeah, it's like, no, no. Like, someone who is a clubber. Oh, Remember sure. The term? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. How lame is that word, yeah, it's, right? It's very like, I want to be cool. Correct. It's like, huh? You're a clubber. Uh. Do yeah. you know that term? Oh my god. I like, hey, don't just, hang out with him. Like, he's a he's clubber. A clubber. Yeah. I'm just cringing like, thinking about like, it. Like, hey, he's very yeah. bad boy. Like, he's a, yeah, clubber. a clubber. No, sorry. He's not a clubber. He's just Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my first night, I think it was at Rebel or Zerka. Do you remember? Oh my god. That's... Clark it's key, right? gone. Yeah, it's yeah. Like so gone. Yeah, so it was like this kind of like dungeon-y type space. Like, I don't know. It was, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I feel like I never went to the good clubs on a good night because I, I think we were there on like an off week Who night. Who is whatever. we? Me and my JC friends. You and your JC friends? Yeah, we were oh all like... God. All the band geeks. <laughs> Let me just say band geeks, right? So we're just like, eh, let's go clubbing. I never go before. Let's go clubbing. So we go clubbing. Oh my God. And then like, as usual, there's one person in the group who has gone clubbing before. So he's like, Elected the leader of the Correct group, right? so everybody so, lets like follow yeah, him. Uh. And I feel kind of sad for him now because he probably didn't know what he was doing either. <laughs> so he brings us in and we're like, wow, the music very loud, uh, whatever. The music Bo-chi, very Bo-chi. loud. Yeah, I think it's hip hop RB, you know, just like at this time, the furthest thing away from my experience. In Correct. Magic, right? Not like hymns. So it's like, yeah, hymns, right? <laughs> no. So we go and get drinks, la, and then it's like, what? Then we ask, we ask the bartender, what is your strongest drink? Oh my god. And then the guy's like, you should get a graveyard. Fuck off. Dear listener, let me tell you. Don't get it. Do never, yeah. never order a graveyard. Um, you know what? I, I, okay, I'm torn with that with no. that piece of advice. It's if no. you are a young kid, uh, of legal drinking age, and you are at a club and you are, and you want to try something, no, with with safe with safe friends, go what for it. What is a safe friend? I think like a friend a f- who who didn't drink the graveyard. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, a friend who encourages you or who doesn't knock the graveyard out of your hand is not a safe friend. <laughs> okay, if your friend's there saying like, oh yeah. Drink, drink. That's not a safe friend. <laughs> a graveyard is what? It, okay, a graveyard is every spirit, every fucking spirit. I think it's the, as its name implies, lah. Every it's, spirit behind the bar is disgusting. Blast out. Stout. Disgusting. It's so gross and it tastes like sardines. <laughs> it just like it has there's a distinct kind of umami flavor Ew. to it. I just like no cocktail save a bloody Mary should, should have be, an umami yeah. flavor profile. Jesus. I had a jug to myself, bitch. A jug of a graveyard? What the fuck my, is wrong we with each you? Each got like a jug or something like oh that. My God. Something fucking foul like that. What happened to you? I think that was the first time I had our body experience. You know how <laughs> there are some drinks you drink that are as good as taking what I imagine a hallucinogenic drug might feel like? Sure, I can understand that. Yeah. For example, the blue spin at oh Tantric. Oh my god. You've been to Tantric. So people, Tantric is still around. Tantric is a... Okay, for those of you who don't it's know... It's an LGBT club. It's a... LGBT bar. Do people still say LGBT bar? Okay, a okay. queer bar. It's a queer bar. Let's say a queer bar. But it's primarily gay men. So it's a gay You're bar right. in like the gay stretch in Tanjong Paga. Correct. Slash Chinatown that and is it, like yeah. famous for like what well, like famous for basically is where white guys go to pick up <laughs> like local boys. Correct. Vice but, versa. But it's yeah. also famous for this drink that they've concocted oh, called yeah, the co- blue spin. Yeah, and the home of the blue spin. Home right? of the blue spin. And Who it is knows what's in the blue spin. Oh my I don't I don't know. And I've we've had it so many times and yeah. it is a it, killer it is, drink. It is frankly You just need one. It is lighter fluid. Yeah, you just need one. Actually, it's quite sweet and tasty, la. You know uh, what I mean? That's how it gets you, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the first <laughs> blue spin I had, not dissimilar to the graveyard, sure. was like LSD. Yeah. Like, I had a full like where am I feeling? Yeah. Correct. The this first takes, time I got yeah. the first time I felt drunk, I felt very light. Mm. So I guess that's what like that must be like what LSD feel like feels like. I don't Actually, know. Do you remember the first time you had like you got drunk? 
Uh, no, <laughs> probably because I was I was really drunk. Yeah, I don't I don't. That's how you know it was a good time, sis. You know, like <laughs> when we turned eighteen in JC, right? Yeah. Like, my JC friends said I made such a big deal. I was like, oh my god, we can get drunk, we can get drunk. So we all like yeah. went to because my school is in the in Pasir, so we all live in Pasir. So we booked yeah. a chalet, <gasps> and like we booked a chalet at uh downtown East. Oh my god, so naughty! And then we all brought in Bacardi breezes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listeners, no. who knows what a Bacardi Breezer is? No, Please sis. raise your hand. Let me take you one lower. <laughs> Let me take you one lower than Bacardi Breezer. Spurt off ice? No. no. This is this is when we were 16. And then this drink came out in when I was in secondary school called Jolly Shandy. <laughs> Jolly Shandy is not even a proper drink. It's, it's not, a shandy. It's a shandy. And, oh my god. And, and, we could buy, and people were like, oh, I drink alcohol. I drink alcohol. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god, no there's always that one kid. So there's always that one kid in the JC group who's like takes one sip, right, and then pretends they are drunk just so they can be cool. What? No, hey, come on, Kishan. So nonsense. Maybe you were that person, I don't know. No. There's always that <laughs> one lame kid who just wants to be seen as cool, right? Because like becoming drunk was seen as this rite of passage. I so know, I, I can want... I can see that. Whereas yeah, nowadays, sure. right, like we no, kind of don't want to go. I don't want to get drunk. Yeah, I was like, no, I wanna be pleasantly buzzed. Yes. But I'm not sure I want to be drunk. I don't wanna be blackout drunk anymore if yes, I can help. Oh my god So like that period of my life Was basically us Trying oh, to get drunk yeah. all the time And we would just drink And try and get into the state Where we were so drunk That we would say And do things we regretted Yes correct Yeah right It's ridiculous Oh my god So yeah we drank Bacardi I don't know what that races. was about It's pathetic Yeah it was pathetic, it was, pathetic. You know what it is It's youth It's youth It's really the power that of youth That's it though To bring us back to the Americans When they came Because the, the drinking age In America is 21 The Americans that came to, to Yeah that we brought to Mambo To right? Mambo yeah So like I realized then that, oh, you guys can only drink at 21, whereas here we can drink at 18. So when they came here and they were suddenly of legal drinking age, they went wild. Sister, mm. the reverse is also true. So when I went on exchange to Connecticut, I was 23 uh, and everyone else was 18 or oh, 19. they make you buy drinks for them? They made me buy sh- like hundreds of dollars of drinks. Like I got invited to so many frat parties. Did you really? Because they, yeah, I got invited to a few frat, okay, like two or three lah. I, I, I say so many but exaggerate like two or three and like they would go like hey uh, dude could you get us drinks and like stuff like, and they would hand me like hundred dollar bills did they did you take a commission I uh, know I didn't but I got invited to the parties like and I had the booze what la. kind of entrepreneurial Indian are you no I was like I was I don't know how to talk to white people kind of entrepreneur oh, like, like, you were still at that stage I was still right? there, like, you were okay, like okay I'll do it just don't shoot me right? <laughs> <laughs> brown person in yeah, rural yeah. Connecticut you know <laughs> Oh wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. No, I did not know you went to frat parties. Yeah, oh, so what I, was that like? So no, I went to one. I hated it. I oh, okay, hated okay. it. What was the vibe? So the the vibe was like just a bunch of like guys like getting like very like ooh, 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 and then like they had, suddenly had girls coming in like from I don't know maybe from a sorority. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Right. And then they were all trying to be very like you. There was this whole like oh I I I, I, I want to fuck you kind of situation, <laughs> but it was very peacocking. Like the guys would be like oh yeah oh, and then the girls be like. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> I'm like no sis I'm, I, I'm out I can't oh, I, I did not sound. like the vibe It really oh, irritated God. me So I stayed for a few drinks Just talked to a few guys And then I'm like Okay you know what I'm done But then they, they The word got around That I bought for one For one For one house or whatever oh, And so another one came Another one came And after that A third one came I was like okay guys I'm not gonna do this again And then after I just avoided them After, after that But yeah I, I remember buying for a, I remember three I remember three Because I remember like Three di- different situations Yeah. Oh god Actually, you know that vibe you're describing, the whole peacocking thing? Yeah. It's what pisses me off most about clubbing in Singapore. Oh, yeah. It's, I feel like most people are not there for the music. Oh, And yeah. anyway, can you blame them? Most of the time, when you go to your regular top 40s club, yeah. Okay, so like a lot of gay clubs are primarily top 40s music clubs, which mm. I find so boring. Yeah. Like you hear it on the radio already, I don't need it blasted out on a dance floor. Sure. But you know, different strokes, different folks, right? I'm more of a techno electronic music girl myself. Yeah, sure. I can see that. Yeah, so I've gravitated towards that, but I've just never enjoyed the whole top 40s thing. But anyway, I just feel like people tend to go clubbing here for the. For the, I don't even know the optics. The the yeah, the, it's a social like it's a social thing, which right? I, which, yeah, sure. Clubbing is a social thing, but it's like I don't know. It doesn't feel here like it's rarely around a love for music. No, for sure. And yeah. it's not it's not just for the gay community. I think the straight community is also the same <laughs> thing, the right? Straight community. <laughs> Let me just like process that term. For, like, is there such a thing as a straight no, that, community? There really is. You mean society? There, there really isn't. <laughs> I I retract that statement. Yes, straight people. For straight people, yeah. it's also the same thing. When people when we go like when we go to Zook, for example. People are just standing there and literally just with drink in hand, just 
vibrating on a spot. And just like fucking each other with their eyes. Yeah, right? and I'm like, what is up with this? Can you dance? Can you yeah, enjoy it's, it's the music? It's kind of greasy. It's very irritating. Okay, and, no, and every time there is one straight boy who will dance. You know, Where? It, no, it, the, the straight boy who dances to attract mates. You know, it's like that oh. kind of like rainforest bird dancing, right? <laughs> There's a very specific kind of straight boy mating dance that is very cringe to watch. It's really? very like, he tries to like crump Ew. You know, and do all the trendy moves. I've seen people do the robot. Oh, oh you're talking about real full-on sort of full dancing. Full-on dancing. Oh. Not, not the... Not, the <laughs> not like the, oh, I'm cool, I'm not, cool, I'm yeah, cool. Yeah, not the... Not the <laughs> not, this no is like, rhythm. oh, look at yeah. my moves. It's look really at my like, moves. Look at my moves, yo. And then he like, the fucker will break dance. Ooh. And like, I guess this is what people form a circle for. La, so that <laughs> potentially someone might start break dancing. So maybe it's considerate. Yeah, maybe it's considerate. <laughs> But like the motherfucker will do the rainforest bird dance, yeah. and it's just cringe to watch. I know, right? So, uh, so a, a good comparison is like, see, we both went to London at the same time, oh, right? In exactly at the yeah. same time, right? So, and we both experienced London club yeah. life there at the yeah. same time, and we have experience. And when we compare it to Singapore, it was like totally different. People, was it though? No, okay. So there was select few, yeah. but but. The clubs that we went to, like uh, stuff like Dalston Superstore and yeah. what else? Uh, heaven. No, uh, maybe not so much heaven, but Dalston Superstore. People went there for the music. Yeah, you know that was that was. Ah, okay, so I feel like in London generally, there's more of an underground scene where people, and there is more of an electronic music culture because, oh, yeah. like, of course, the UK. In fact, if you think about the history of the club as we understand it, right, a lot of it is actually tied to rave culture in the UK. For sure. So, like, in the UK, right, your standard club is going to be playing electronic music, not Top 40 stuff. So, actually, the Top 40s night is kind of a bit of an outlier. Exactly. Um, Or or hip-hop R&B night even in the UK is a bit of a... Bit yeah, I mean, there were places in the UK that had this, like, yeah. it, like it, some some of the queer clubs. Yeah, like, we like, to... if you so like the big gay club in London is Heaven, Heaven right? and or JY, JY, and, yeah. and you go there, and the music is very much like a Singapore. It's gay super club. top forty. It's actually like gay club culture is very centered. A lot of it is centered on top forties music. Yeah, in fact, I think yeah. it's a running set, yeah. I think someone I guess, just press play on. Yeah, someone just goes and press play, and I guess now we Blackpink. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, now it might be it might be Blackpink. Which are like, Kishan, I don't understand. I don't. So, like, tell us about it in the comments. Right? I don't get it. What Black Comments. <laughs> I don't know. We have comments uh, in your head, in the running commentary in your head. I don't get it. I know. I know this is a very divisive thing, but I really don't yeah, get it. Anyway, so like you hear that kind of stuff, but then like I feel like what I enjoy about London clubbing is that reliably you can get decent electronic music. Oh, you get fantastic. Even in even in a mainstream music. club. Yeah. You know? Like a uh, fabric or whatever. And <clears throat> I know I mean, th- fabric's not a mainstream sh- club. Sure, like but I I know that there are there's some level of peacocking when people when, oh, when, sure. when, when people I've go to been, clubs in yeah. London. There's the, the people dress up and like yeah. people go in ridiculous things and yeah. pe- you know uh, and, and, and and that's all fine. Yeah. I, 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 I and that's great. But you can always guarantee that no one is gonna well, generally, no one is gonna like say like, "Oh, uh, you look gross" or whatever. No, no one is gonna like. Um, I don't know. What's the word called? Judge so, you. Okay, no, no one's no, gonna no. judge really, you. I feel so like, okay, outrightly. I, honestly, I feel like we didn't go to because like I brought you to a lot of underground raves. Yeah, right? you did. And underground rave culture is very different than your mainstream clubs. Oh yeah. So the one time I kind of stumbled into a mainstream, um, not gay club, not queer club, right? So it was mainly straight people, mainly straight white people. Which one was this? I think it was called Phonox. Okay. Um, the music was amazing, but everyone there was like a straight and white, right? And like me and my friends, some of most of, so it was just me and my my, my black friends. We went, we were dancing, and like everybody was staring at us because we had we were dancing so outrageously. So you mean they were not dancing? Yeah, they were really so. It's like I think Is maybe it really it's just straight, straight people culture. They were just standing there. That's just very like, sad, leh. Yeah. So I feel like I mean, straight people. Can you loosen up? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You, people yeah. should people should loosen up. Please, yeah. please to loosen up. Please right? to loosen up. I know up. that you hold all the power and resources in your hands. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, relax, lah. Correct. You know, <laughs> unclench. It's a four-four <laughs> beat. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know. I have to say that I'm a. I really like top 40s music okay so yeah. I really enjoyed Blah. like top 40s music Blah. when I was clubbing in my 20s and I could Blah. sing along to the songs I would just go create like sing like Titanium mm. by Sia you know all these things when we were growing up it was fantastic it was real fun but when I went over to London and I was open to uh, and I opened my eyes to electronic techno all these sort of things I fell in love with it so much more. You know what I love about techno electronic is what? that there is no baggage of having to know the lyrics. Uh, that, yeah. that and there was rhythm and yes. rhythm was the it's thing you know music, and it's musically more interesting yeah, right and, and then like it, it, it like instructs your body like okay yes, dance now dance and it's a kind of trance yeah, right and it was fantastic when you're okay I feel that my 
primary experience of so much mainstream clubbing in Singapore is that it's predicated on how well you know the music. So a song comes on that everybody knows, the everybody like the club goes crazy. Yeah, the, the, it's just like yeah, I'm sorry. So you know the song. Yeah, is it a great song? I don't know. Whereas like in a in a DJ set where they are playing where they are live mixing. Yeah, uh, a techno set. There's so much skill involved. Oh, the yeah. music yeah. is so rich. That's and very true. Intricate, and I mean, like I know I sound very snobby saying it, right? But really, it's like a real kind of musical experience, and the dancing just feels so much more like intense. Exactly, yeah. and thank you for putting it the words because that's how I felt when I when I went to a techno on or, yeah. or, or, or these kinds of clubs in in London, and it was just this is fantastic. So and I just and we kept going back yeah. to these races, and every time it brought me to a rave, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. I know. You know. I just feel like people like a lot of people don't like techno. No, just think that it's repetitive noise, which nah. it isn't actually. But like, I can understand that perspective yeah. as well. So I was very happy, right, when I came back to Singapore and like we went, went to this club called Kilo a lot, oh, which you mentioned my God. because like I used I didn't know that there was an electronic music scene in Singapore, but of course there was. And yeah. like, um, there are a few clubs in Singapore that really play that kind of music. The Council, yeah, Kilo, is Kilo. The which counc- is, is the Council still around? I think the Council still around. Oh. Yeah, in hibernation now because, because of, of COVID, COVID But Kilo sadly closed before COVID. I know. So sad. Oh, Oh, such a great club They brought in really good acts as they well They really did oh. Yeah And I just feel like It felt like a house party Every single time It the really music did was so good The vibe was chill but I think like Electronic music Attracts a certain kind of person It really does Yeah it's not your It's not your Seltiti Xiaomei Kind of crowd no. Yeah. no it very rarely is Very rarely Yeah it very rarely yeah. is Oh god All this is making me feel so Nostalgic Yeah don't la don't When are we ever Going to go clubbing again Maybe never Maybe never Maybe this is all like A conspiracy to shut down Nightlife in Singapore So that we can all Become efficient workers And get back to work, you know? Correct, right? Contribute to the machine. Mm. Fight the machine! <laughs> Fight the machine! Hey, hey! It's time for Lukewarm Takes! Ooh. Where two elder millennials that's us. discuss something that's happening on the internet. And what's been happening on the internet? All the, the time. All the time. In this fact, as the Great Avenue Q song goes, the, the internet, internet is for porn. porn. Yes. We are talking about porn today. Also, you know what the the line after that that is? What? Grab your dick and double click. Oh my Isn't god. Isn't that an amazing That's line? That's a great line. Isn't that a great Avenue line? Avenue Q was a fun musical. Avenue Q was clever. Yeah, I used to get so turned on by it. I'm not kidding. By the Muppets? No, by like the saltiness of it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because it was so raunchy and dirty. Yeah. yeah. It, was such uh, a good, it was such a good musical. So, I mean, and there was actually like, it's always like, those of you who don't know, Avenue Q is a show, as a musical that features puppets and there's actual puppet sex on stage. Yeah, there's actual pu- puppets fucking on yeah, stage. Yeah, I will always remember, don't put your finger there and then, Put your finger there. Yes. I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of like hot under the collar thinking about it. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about pornography, yes. internet pornography. Porn. Because porn actually is more than just internet pornography, right? Actually, like, yeah. I mean, porn is a very old, ancient thing. You're right. It's always been porn, but internet pornography is a different thing. I'm sure there were cave drawings of like <laughs> cave people doing <laughs> Oh, I don't know. So, like, I want to talk about internet pornography. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned something rather yeah, interesting. Because I have stopped. Like, for the past more than a month already. A month? Right? More than a month That's now, incredible. I have stopped watching pornography. And, like, this is coming from someone who used to be quite, I think, like, addicted to it. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know watcher? how I don't know how addicted to it I was. But, like, I used to watch a lot of it. Yeah? Like, quite a lot. Okay. Like, um, every day. Every single day? Mostly every single day I would. Like because it's become so accessible lately, right? Yeah, like, it's compared li- to when it's we literally were just compared there. to when we were teenagers when no. like, you literally have to like dial up and then you watch the one image take five minutes to download yeah, if literally on a good like, day. On a good day. You know yeah. what I used to do? <laughs> oh my god, tell. I used to copy and I used to copy the stuff on the internet. Uh-huh. The images, right? Uh-huh. Because it used to be only images. Correct. And then I paste onto PowerPoint mm? and then I print out the presentation. <laughs> From where? Where you print? At your community centre library? No, my house printer. Oh, your house printer. <laughs> and then like, I make a little folder of it to refer to. What? Why? You, yeah. were, you were so admin. I was very admin about my, <laughs> my porn consumption. And then like, then the videos came along. Yeah. And then it was and just then like, you threw the bye! Away. The, the no. The folder went missing one day. Which to my mind means your mother someone la. found it. Your mother found it like, yeah! Yeah! What's this? Ah! Ah! Then she pray over it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure my mom has known of my proclivities for a very long time. She um, also found my sex toys once. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, because she found like, your I, sex toys. She found my sex toys right? because like, they disappeared from the face of the earth. And like to this day I still have not found them. 
It was a pink vibrating dildo. Just and so you know. And it's all it's gone. All gone. Mm-hmm. What to do? God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pornography. So internet pornography yeah. is a thing. Like, I used to be really, I think, like addicted to it. Like no, I said, I, I want to know what drove you to not want to do, to not want to stop, uh, to want to stop watching pornography. Like, I, what happened? I felt like it was affecting my body image because, like, all explain. The, I think in gay porn, right? I don't know if you know, but like okay. a lot of like, uh, like gay porn actors have these like. Mainstream gay porn has um, the this, typical like, yeah. body lah, and like you know, I, 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 you, as you know now, I have like a kind of aversion to the that kind of body culture, and yeah. it made me wonder, what does it mean that I am consuming so much of this material? Okay, which is which I actually have, which I actually think is so responsible for gay men's body image issues, right? And like that plays so much into that culture of like, oh, only this kind of body can be seen as hot and sexual. So right. on one, some level, it was making me feel really weird about my body, and so I thought I need to cut off this relationship with that body. Mm. So I need to stop fixating on that body myself, right? In my in my porn, and then also it was like the kind of sex that they're having on porn. Made me think. Oh, actually, a lot of the sex that I have doesn't look or feel like that. And like, oh, I have been in so many uh, sexual situations where I feel like my partner and myself have felt compelled to do something like to things, replicate what to they replicate do, right? What's yeah, happening yeah. On porn, and I just I like, understand okay, that. that can be hard. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I don't want the whole thing to be determined by that. Sure. Actually, to yeah. come back to the body thing, I think mm. I think that body thing is a, a really important thing because if you don't look like a porn star, yeah. then you are fetishized. Then you become a category like... A, a like subcategory, not, a subcategory, right? Like, like bear or, or chub or whatever. Or chub or whatever. Yeah. So that also, I think, plays to a lot of dysmorphia. Yeah, so like, I realised that I don't want to, in the bedroom, constantly feel like my body is being assessed in comparison to what people are consuming on porn because sure. let's face it so many people like everyone watches porn like yeah. gay, gay guys are obsessed with porn right and yeah like, I'm sure straight people are too yeah it's become like a it's, I, I just think that there is a very there, we all know that porn is fantasy and we we are very good at saying this and we are very good at telling ourselves this yeah right? but we don't, but we, don't very, we don't la. practice it yeah because, we don't so I, I decided right okay I'll stop watching porn for a while because it was making me depressed and anxious if I'm being ah. perfectly honest like, I just like Ugh, I don't like how this makes me feel so I can I stopped, see that I've stopped for a month more than a month now right? no let, that's really let some me, restraint eh. yeah and let me just tell you right it's changed a lot really yeah, it's like my orgasms are better. Really? Yeah, because now, right, I rely entirely on my mind to... Oh, like to, your imagination. Yeah, imagination. Let me see Aww. if I can add something in post-production here. <laughs> imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like we did when we were teenagers. La. Right. Yeah. And because like, we didn't have access to all these videos yeah, and everything. And I mean, the, yeah. correct, any correct. teenagers who are listening, I'm sure, I actually don't know you think about it, right? Yeah. Teenagers now have access to all of this pornographic correct. material, correct. right? No, it's, it, it becomes so easy to get. Correct. It, there's so many sites out there and it's incredible and internet is now like, don't know how many gigabytes per correct. second or don't know what shit. And your phones. Yeah, and, and, and your phones as well. And now, yeah. uh, in, and 4G now, connectivity. Correct. Uh, no, it's not just uh, videos that on, on the um it's or, not just like, like sites. on we- yeah. paid websites, right? Correct. And now it's like on Twitter and shit. Oh shit, yeah. You can find porn on is, Twitter. I don't know if like you should be advertising the. No lah. I mean, come on. Uh, kids are not stupid. Is it? Is it a well-known fact? I think it's a well-known. Okay, it used fact to be on Tumblr. Uh, yeah, there used yeah, to be and porn then Tumblr, on Tumblr, and then Tumblr restricted porn. Oh, is that porn, what happened? Porn content. Oh, yeah. I see, so now I see. it's all migrated to Twitter. Which so now my... Tumblr showing what flowers are. I don't know if anybody's still on Tumblr. Honestly, good riddance to that platform. I just couldn't stand it. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, Twitter porn is a thing altogether, yes. right? It's bizarre to me that it's so widely available. That, yeah. yeah. And it's like, a lot of it is quite like, um, like, amateur, on-self video kind, right? Correct. There's yeah. a lot of OnlyFans situation. Oh my god. Of course, there's OnlyFans as well. Yeah. Right. So like, OnlyFans, <laughs> I, we've talked about OnlyFans before here, Multiple right? times, because like, I've experimented with the idea of <laughs> setting up my own OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, so like, people basically video of themselves having sex with other people like, whatever and then like, they sell like, the videos yeah it's basically like self-produced pornography it's self-produced pornography yeah. it's, it's basically sh- shook up the whole porn industry I think I mean I've not actually set up an OnlyFans account so I don't know I like, okay I will confess that there are some people I follow on Twitter who have yeah OnlyFans accounts I'm just like no I, way I would love to see no way I would love to see like no, friends like, they're not friends oh, just oh my god like, hot, hot people that I don't follow them but I've seen them right I'm just like oh, oh right I would I love to see your OnlyFans but like, right. I decided you know hey, what Joel restraint you know what you should set up an OnlyFans account and just pull the rug out from under people and just start cooking 
did I not say that I wanted to set up an OnlyFans account where I just compliment people? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. You did. Wait, anyway, I was I was raising the question of how like teenagers nowadays don't like wait when 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 I was a teenager. I don't know about you because everybody's different, right? Like I had such a powerful sexual imagination. Oh yeah, that, I did like, too. I could just summon up any sexual scenario. Oh my god, me like, too. I had crushes because I went to a boys' school, right? So I had crushes on all of my seniors, some of my teachers, and some of my classmates. Oh right? my god, and seriously? I was just like. Like like playing doll's house, right? Just put them various people into into compromising situations. Salacious, salacious content. I was just like, okay, you are now going to take out your clothes off. You're gonna come in from the rain and wonder what's going on, <laughs> and you are going, yeah, and you are going to just watch the whole thing from the other room through a peephole in the door. Jesus, you know, yeah, it was, was very elaborate. So kinky. And my it was very powerful my imagination. Okay, I could actually like it was pretty protracted as well. If I'm not if I'm being honest. Right? All so this I, from church. <laughs> church had nothing to do. With, <laughs> no, I also fantasized about people in church. I'm sure yeah. you did. Oh my god. Anyway, so like the imagination is a powerful thing. Yeah. And actually, what I learned recently was that orgasms are actually um like powered by the mind. Like yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like you can't. That's why people like. You know, like boner shrinkers. It's like if you are, if you have a raging boner, the best thing to do is think to of your grandmother. Think of your grandmother, right? Because yeah. it's like the imagination will overpower. Of course, it. yeah. Sex, so is, sex is very much in the mind. Imagine when, okay, when you're watching porn and jerking off the porn, right? Yeah. Your everything is geared towards what you're. Yeah, unfortunately, you rewire your Correct. brain to think that that is. So sex. when you when you cut off that supply and yeah. you're relying entirely on your imagination, which granted is a lot more work when you've had nothing but porn for a very long time. For sure. It just. It's a lot more satisfying. Really? Let me just put it that way. Okay. It's very I the the orgasm feels more intense. The 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 orgasm feels more intense. Also, I feel less like dirty. No, you know what? Yeah. It, no, it, you know that's what? the important part. I feel less dirty and ashamed and depressed. Which is great. Yeah. Which is wonderful because I think what 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 you are enabling yourself to do is to have. Uh, a sexual experience on your own terms. Yes. Because porn doesn't allow you to do no. that because porn tells you what to see. And you know what? It's like the fantasies now center on me yes. and my sexual partners and my past sexual partners yes. and people that I fantasize about, right? And it's just like, oh, suddenly I'm in the picture again. Because a lot of porn, right? I don't know about, okay, there's some genres of porn that try and like integrate the viewer into the experience. Yeah, like POV lah. Yeah, but by and large, that's not POV very... POV is actually yeah, very... Uh, it's not very common anymore. No, it's very odd or so. Like actually, a lot of porn, right, shuts the viewer out. It's For very sure. much about... This you it's like it's voyeuristic, it's fantasy, you but it's centered on the performers. Yeah. And where are you in the equation, right? Yeah. So I guess like what I'm realizing now, having cut myself off from that, is like, oh, I can once again be the main character in my own sexual fantasy. <laughs> which is very <laughs> weird to have to reconnect with. But oh. I'm glad I'm doing it. No, I'm 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 actually quite inspired by this. Yeah. Can because, I just say yeah? Because I'm when pro- you when you told me about this, I was like, when you said you were you were like Porn free for like three weeks. I'm like, porn fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a few weeks ago, you said it was three weeks, and now like it's over a mm. month, and I'm like, what? Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I can see how now, right? I might reintroduce porn, but in a kind of like, oh, it's gonna be a treat kind oh, of way, okay. as opposed to okay. I need this to get my rocks off, which sure. was what it was for a very long time. Ah, so it was like a handicap, a crutch for a bit. Yeah, it was like I just need to get off. Let's just turn on some porn. And get uh, it, it was very administrative, and I felt like shit after. That's interesting. Huh? Yeah, actually. The writer David Foster Wallace, right, right, yeah. wrote that, and he was like a serious. He was like clinically depressed. Wrote like there is nothing more depressing in the world than masturbation. Did and he say this? Masturbation is very depressing, and I feel like for me, masturbation was getting so depressing because it was getting like so administrative, yeah, and so like unsexy. It was mm. just like a like I was, it's just a a, yeah. che- a thing to check off your list. And it was always connected with porn. Sure, I and can see that. It used to be like I wake up first thing in the morning. And I turn. And you need to jack off. I I watch porn first thing in the morning. What the fuck? And before I went to sleep. Yeah, it was very bad. Okay, you know what? There was a period yeah. of time where I was like that as well. Yeah. yeah but I think now I'm just I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, good luck. I think everybody should maybe give themselves an opportunity if they are kind no. Of, I like, I think reliant on porn. This is of, great advice. Yeah. This is also sounding like a wonderful sex ed lesson. Yeah. Yeah. But. But oh, you have like the sex ed POV here is that actually there's nothing fundamentally wrong with porn. No, there's like, nothing it's wrong. It's not an immoral thing. Nope. I mean, 
I don't know about straight porn because like my sense is that some of it is very misogynistic and it's very like uh, it, it can represent certain kinds of very violent behaviours towards women yes actually many porn uh, female porn stars have spoken out about this yeah, yeah they so, say that their I needs mean, are not taken care I, of I don't consume enough of that but like I mean sure I think there can be some iffy areas in sure. porn for sure yeah. right but yeah. like by and large I don't think there's anything immoral about the porn industry but mm-hmm. I do think that uh, you know it, it distorts it our distorts, points of view yeah like, like like all media, it's a distortion of something. Correct. Just right. like what we think about social media, it yeah. is it is just a fabrication of what we think of reality. It's not nothing. Yeah. yeah. And like I actually okay, I mean, like the when when it starts trickling into bedroom behavior, that's when I get concerned. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I, I'm very at two minds about this mm. because I think with healthy distance, mm. if you know you, you if let's say in the bedroom you want to play. Mm. Right, and you want to play a porn fantasy. Right. But you know full well that we are playing, that we're role-playing, and yeah. th- that can be really sexy. Right. No, what I meant was, right, when people go like, I just, you know, like, um, I really want to, like, fuck you now, but like, and then, but then like, they, because of like, the biorhythm, they can't get hard or whatever, right, which is a very common thing, they start feeling like, oh shit, now the thing is not valid. Because, oh, you know? I know what because, you mean. Because like, porn, like, gay porn presents you with this fantasy of constantly erect penises, which is like, Actually, not a biological no, fact, right? No, it, it, they're yeah. on something, lah. Yeah, they're on something, Confirm. or they're, I mean, they're definitely on Viagra at least, right? Yeah, at and the very just, least. And then the, it's just like, wow, they can, you know, they just like go at it forever, right? right? And like the intensity is not natural because nope. that's not what organic sex looks and feels like. Yep. Um, and it when I think I started having when I hooked up with a few people who were very like very disturbed and upset by their inability to perform in a certain way Ah, I I went like actually I always fell back on the position going like it's okay it's fine and I realised I was doing that a lot like Uh, and I was just like actually you know where where, where are we getting this pressure to perform from oh no it's from porn yeah no no, I I, I totally agree that it's from porn yeah and that's uh, like like, I mean yeah we, we, we can like what we said it really distorts your reality yeah. of what sex should be yeah yeah. if anything I think sex is is really listening to the other person it's man. communication and many people don't do that no. many people many people find sex uh, like just the act of it but mm. there's actually a lot of talking yeah. that happens during sex yeah. there's a lot of communication a lot of finding out whether the person likes something whether it's the person doesn't like exactly because right here's the thing I realised that actually everybody's body works so differently oh, that like something that I find pleasurable someone else might not yep. like someone might feel nothing in a certain spot right? yeah absolutely but on right like there's a certain kind yeah, of like everybody nipple sensitive yeah correct <laughs> it's like <laughs> wow that? you touch anything they go like oh yeah you nonsense know? so it's like oh when I when I learned this like I was like oh actually no every sexual encounter is about finding out what works for someone else correct and it's like there's so much communication involved that you never see in porn and that's where it's there's a huge gap there lah and like people but clearly so many people especially gay people because we mm. don't have sex education never you know never yes. extends to gay people or yes. queer people in general right agree and like even like heterosexual sex education is very it's very broken already. it's very broken la. I mean, imagine especially being, here la, imagine I being growing up queer and not having any knowledge about how to have sex how, to function, queer, sexually, how to function sexually yeah. except through porn yeah Oh, what an awful teacher the that is. The distortion. Yeah. That's why I really think, right? So, like, with gay men specifically, the fixation over the gym body, a yeah. huge part of it, I feel, comes from, uh, from porn. porn consumption. Yeah. Your first sexual education was probably through porn yeah. if you were a gay man. And I think for, even, yeah, yeah. for everyone no, nowadays, it's, right? It's, it's, I think that also affects straight men and yeah. straight men's perception of what women should look like yeah. you know like oh uh, big titties or yeah. or like a, a very specific like vagina yeah. region that's no hair yeah. or you know all yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what's up with that or you know, that's not even okay. for that matter the fact that a woman can or can derive that much pleasure from penetration or which like, now yeah. we know from our friend Kit isn't yeah. even the case most of the time correct that was so illuminating yeah. actually yeah. like you know I've actually I, yeah like it, it was so illuminating to learn that most women, many women, cannot achieve orgasm through penetration. Yeah, through pen, pen, yeah. Penetri- penetration Alone. from a penis. Alone. Yeah. yeah, maybe self-penetration that might work like yeah. digitally. Whereas, like, in the car, some of the straight porn I've seen, right, it's like, wow, she's gushing. <laughs> like, literal, like, you're squirting. I was like, girl, yeah, what's wow, happening? that must feel really good. Yeah, but then we don't know. And then you forget how many camera angles are involved in porn. For example, right, like, the idea that, like, Orgasm is always the the end point of pornography, right? Yep. And 
I've I start it, it started to get really annoying to me when I was watching gay porn, right? And then I realized there was always a very strategic cut just before the guy the yes, cum shot. Yes, I know what you mean. There's always a cut just before the cum shot because it's very unlikely that from the moment like he says he's coming to the moment he comes is a continuous shot. No, it's not lah. It probably. takes forever to work up to that point, right? Yeah, they but probably just, cut and then like yeah. jacked off a but bit. But then, then you realize in the editing, what they're trying to sell you is this fantasy of a very common scenario is like the top pulls out of the bottom, right, and then comes all over him. Ah, I see. But it they, like the pull out the, yeah, scenario. Yeah, the show wants the 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 porn, the porn video wants to create this fantasy that the whole thing is a seamless movement from fucking to coming. Right. It, in reality. Which it never is yeah, in, in reality. reality. It's like what I've learned is it takes fucking forever. Sometimes yeah. you may never even come, or sometimes you come too fast. Yeah. even yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah, it's you just really like no. The amount of sex I've had where orgasm isn't even the on the table, even on the table anymore, and I'm okay with that because yeah. it's like it's not the I end think, goal. I think people yeah. should uh broaden their definition of what a sexual encounter is, Correct. right? I mean, like. Sometimes a sexual encounter could just be kissing, cuddling, hugging. Anything. Yeah. It doesn't have to be penetration. Yeah. And I I've 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 been guilty of that myself, thinking like I will I mean, okay, there are certain days I go like, oh I definitely want this to happen. Right? But then I'm okay if it doesn't. But then yeah. like I've also been guilty of being in situations where I'm like, oh that didn't feel kind of satisfying because this didn't happen. Sure. But then I never think about what did happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, actually, if you I always s- focus yeah. on the negative line so of sense. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Our I mean, sexual journeys are still only beginning. Right. And yeah. I'm, I'm 33 and I'm still learning so much. You yeah. Know? You know, yeah. And, I, and I think that's humbling and we should all remember that we can all learn a lot. Yeah. Because as, I mean, we might go through more than one sexual partner and everybody's different. And I think, like what we said earlier, communication is key. Yeah. But also, I think, like, yeah, la, no more porn for me. Mm. Mm. Correct. Bye-bye. Also, also ask for consent in whatever you do, please. Mm. I'm coming. I'm coming. Ah. Ew, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, can sis, thanks. <laughs> All right, time for our final segment. What to watch at the end of the world? Chibaboom. Chibaboom. And uh, it's gonna be it's an interesting one this time because it's the Singapore Writers Festival. Yes, which, it's the t- is it season again? Yeah, which you can only watch this year because it's all oh, digital. You're right. The SWF yeah. is going. I love digital. A, I love a nice loophole where a writers <laughs> festival can now be watched. <laughs> Oh, the slippery like mm. boundaries between watching and reading such a dance oh, such, such a, dance, a dance such a dance <laughs> oh what to do <laughs> of course like as a writer myself I am part of a few programs and uh, yes. this lineup is like super exciting I think because right it's digital you they've managed to get names in who wouldn't ordinarily yeah they can just yeah. wake up put on makeup yeah, correct. and sit down we're supposed to taking a flight <laughs> yeah, right so Singapore. like there are some oh. incredibly big names at the festival this year yeah like Margaret Atwood okay hello Miss Handmaid's Tale herself. Miss Handmaid's Tale herself. I mean, the grand dame <laughs> the of, grand science fiction, dumb, of yeah. feminist science fiction. Amazing. Margaret Atwood is coming, not coming to Singapore. She will be like in conversation and the interview will be uh, put on the internet. Yeah. Uh, Zadie Smith, my new best friend. Yes, <laughs> your new best friend. Who was in conversation Smith. with yours truly. Yes, what an, what an amazing opportunity. I know. Uh, okay, this amazing oh American poet called Tracy K. Smith. I don't think you've read her. But I haven't. You haven't? I haven't. Yeah, her poetry, her essays are fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, Sharon okay. Olds, the grandmama of confessional poetry herself. Sharon Olds. <laughs> Arch Spiegelman, the comics artist. Uh, Liu Cixin, the Chinese science fiction novelist. Oh my god, I mean, fascinating. It's just like so many great names. Naomi Klein. Uh, the journalist and non-fiction writer Teju Cole, Sarah Lewis. It's just uh, like a who's who. It's, it's, it's a who's who. It's overflowing. Correct, It's correct. overflowing. Massive congratulations to our good friend Pooja Nancy, yeah, who Pooja. is also the Writers' Festival. Director, right, I think. Yeah, yeah artistic director. director of the Singapore Writers' Festival. Congrats, Pooja Congrats, and team. Congrats, Pooja and team for what looks like an amazing star yeah, that line up. I'm so excited. Okay, so, I'm actually very excited for the one pro- one of the programs that I'm involved in. Yeah, which, which is one? like Okay, so you know, every year Singapore Writers' Festival, there is a closing debate sure yeah this year's debate the motion is yeah. this house believes that Singapore would survive a zombie apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> which side are you on opposition <laughs> because of course do you think we would survive a zombie apocalypse no I don't think so no, no. Oh, I'm so excited I, okay, I you will know what the statistic is right I think Lee Kuan Yew himself said that if Singapore were under siege from Malaysia or whatever he did like, say this yeah something like that we would survive like I think it was something either 3 days or 3 weeks I will have to go and find out this statistic. Wow, so ominous. But it's very uh. depressing. Oh. 
I mean, come on, you did NS, right? Yeah. You know so, right? I, come I, on, like, I mean, do you feel capable yeah, of defending this nation? I mean, I don't know lah. I just play trombone. I play. I was a military musician. <laughs> no, no. Assuredly not. Singapore will not survive any kind of apocalypse. But zombie maybe we or have otherwise. Maybe, maybe we have good music as we go out. I don't think so. Actually, the only kind of apocalypse Singapore would survive. Actually, I don't know. It's what? Hello Kitty apocalypse? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing, right? Yeah. No. Where can they get tickets? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I forgot. Uh, the singaporewritersfestival.com, basically. Yes. And go I to singaporewritersfestival.com. So like, I think the thing is you got to get tickets to listen, uh, to get some of the content, which is only going to be available right. for a limited time. Correct. So it's not like they're going to upload the interviews or whatever No, 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 no. Yeah it's, yeah. it's basically from the 30th October to yeah. 8th November and different different events are on for different days and some events are free of charge, but yeah. you can get tic- you can get tickets for the ones that are ticketed online. Yeah. yeah. Go and check it out, singaporewritersfestival.com. That is the thing to do as the world is ending, everyone. All right, we've come to the end of today's episode. It's my favorite new sound. I forgot to mention just now when we were talking about clubbing, right? Yeah. Like I learned, I think two days ago, that the club, the gay club's taboo. Oh, I remember taboo. Taboo, I mean, shit club, right? I mean, Many memories for many people. Many and I'm not going to shit on those memories, but the many club memories. itself, a bit of a sad, a bit of a shit show. Yeah. But what is sad is how like this gay stretch in Singapore. So those of you know, those of you who don't know, there's a gay stretch along Neil the, Road. Uh, Neil Road. Yeah. yeah. Where there used to be like this fluorescence of gay clubs and bars. Yeah. Right? And now it's, and it's gradually dwindling and dwindling. Which is very sad. Yeah. With the closure of play. A couple years back And now Taboo There are years. now no more Dance clubs I know it's very sad There are no more dance, Gay dance clubs Along New Road mm. um, It's just a smattering of bars I feel like there's something Kind of really And I'm, I don't know If it's related to COVID Or whatever But it's been happening For a while now I just feel sad Thinking about it I mean like I have no special feelings About Taboo No but where does way, The gay community go I, I mean, don't know I think these places Were real havens For the gay community And it is It is It is a sad thing yeah. I don't know I think now everybody Just go hotel along. Oh is <laughs> Actually, you know what? Like, I feel like the best gay bar in Singapore now is Intermission Bar at the oh, Projector. I love like, Intermission. It's where I would go on a date. It's and such, where a, I it's would such go, a queer space. Yeah, it's a, it's a queer, queer space. friendly space. I love it. At, and like in a, at an intersection with like an arty crowd. Oh, which yeah, is always, of course. Always kind of fun, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a good time there. It's really nice. Oh my god, we're such snobs. Kitchen. It'll be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, to cycle back to the beginning... We are the Intelligent Singapore Podcast. Yes. yes. Remember to... Make um, us famous. I want to say vote for us, but yeah. no, no we are the s- We are a smart podcast in Singapore. Correct. Just yeah. uh, just remember to shout us out Correct. with all your friends on Correct. your socials. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Raise us up from uh, the 199th position yeah, that we you are know, in. Send an email to your family saying, Hey, you've got to listen to this podcast, man. Correct. They are so smart and funny. Mm, <laughs> Correct. Thanks for listening yet another week. This has been Joel. Thank you. This is Kishan. Bye-bye. Bye bye.